Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on Tragedy Plus Time. Everything's fine. I am your host, Summershine. This is a Rogue Media Network production. On this podcast, we're going to explore the deep wounds of tragedy, the way folks just like you survived said tragedy, and the nuances that we reflect on that now make us laugh. We're going to laugh, we're going to cry, and we're going to hear stories of profound survival, even when it didn't seem like it was possible. Sit back, buckle up, and get ready for the ride. guys, welcome to Tragedy Plus Time. Everything's fine. I am your host, Summer Shine. Uh, I am so glad that you guys have joined us here today. I am so freaking excited. <laughs> My dear friend. I mean, I'm, I'm calling you a dear friend. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you say we've got some... Oh, I'm, you're definitely endeared in my... Yeah, Heart. yeah, we've got some history. We're dear friends, me and Ryan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly how we met, but our worlds collided, yeah. and since they have, mm-hmm. we have um, done podcasts together and shows together, and um, gosh, everything, videos, yeah. and I mean, lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to let Ryan tell a little bit about himself. Mm-hmm. You're one of my favorite rappers. Ha. <laughs> That's a big, that's a big achievement. I think I could put I the mean, mic down now. Cause yeah, you're done. You're done because Summershine said. your favorite rappers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like she said, I'm a rapper. Uh, I also am a vocalist. Um, Drake has that same title, but I don't sound like him. <laughs> I'm an actual man. My name's not Aubrey. No, stop. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't share this. You'd be Drake. nice to Drake. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my, um, expression on this earth. I think, um, I also am the lead organizer of a creative collective in town called Collide. It's expanding actually, which is weird but people love having friends go go figure and they love having creative friends because collide is all about being creative yeah and the original goal was to provide friends that think similar to you and 
are in a similar stage of growth to you and therefore you start seeing people being less depressed, less anxious, less less anxious, less social anxiety and it's awesome to see that happen. So I'd I'd do that and then I think that's pretty much I mean there's other stuff I do when I'm bored. Are you on a worship Pokemon. team? Are you like on the worship team at church? For some reason I feel I, like yeah, I was. This is the first time I've ever said anything public about this, but I was uh, leading worship at a church called Antioch, and now I am no longer doing that. I actually lead every now and then at a church called Mosaic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For cultural reasons. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think we would go there, but we might actually go there. Shoot, I'm always down. I actually, yeah, we're probably going to go there. <laughs> People need to hear it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's me. That's my brief me. Okay. What I do. Cool. Two and albums coming out with a third. Holla at your boy. New artist name, Ryan the Sun. Okay. Was is. that it? Was that the selfless plug? That the shameless plug. plug. Yeah. I love it. And you also have, like, the cutest fiancé in the world. She is the cutest human on earth, and I can't believe she's mine. Yeah, you scored big time there. Mm -hmm. She's too good for you. Yeah, she's a lot of the (laughs) reasons. She is. (laughs) Sorry. She's a huge, she is, I mean, she's better than me in so many ways. Um, Huge reason why I'm not depressed and anxious is the way she, uh, has related with me. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm a huge fan. So, <clears throat> so we were talking, we've been on several podcasts together and they're always kind of like uh, uplifting, but it's always my story. We always talk about me. <laughs> True. You know, it's, like, way, it's my way of hiding. Yeah. Ask people about other people's story is to get behind, uh, get behind the camera and not in front of it. Mm. Hey, although you, you're pretty good in front of the camera too. Really good at hiding in front of the camera. Yes. Too. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I'm glad it's that easy. you identified that. Just entertain and then no one asks you about yourself. You know what number you are in the Enneagram? I'm actually an eight. You're an eight? Yeah, wing nine. I'm so surprised that I you're know. an eight. I knew you I were aggressive, too. but I assumed you were a three. Oh, really? Yeah. But eights and threes, I think, get confused for each other. I feel like threes are like, no no offense to threes. but I'm a three, so watch what rolls out of okay. your mouth. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like threes, they just need seven more numbers to be perfect. Correct. That's <laughs> it. Sounds about right. And so they're working for all seven numbers That's throughout correct. their whole life. Yeah. That's a you good know? way to put it. That's definitely a good way to put it. So. Eights are just, we're, we, I, man, we have issues. Yeah. But we try to fix other people's issues to f- and hope that ours get fixed after we fix theirs. I don't really know how that works, but that's what we do. Well, I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. I've grown to love some eights in my life. You're one of them. So, hey. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, the last time that we were on a podcast together, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about my story yeah. and some things. And I said, hey, I'm doing this thing, you know, tragedy plus time, everything's fine. Do yeah. you know anyone that has any tragedy in their life? And you were like, I mean, I suffer from terrible PTSD. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Say what? Yeah. Because so. you're so fun and great mm-hmm. to be around. And I would never have yeah. thought that you had PTSD. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I wouldn't call it like tragic 
PTSD. I probably was exaggerating in that moment. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Same. Um, but it and it's not like, you know, I didn't go to the army or anything like that. So I don't want to belittle that version of PTSD. Um, now, wait, uh, hold on. I have a commentary about that. Yeah. Um, because uh, the first time that I identified that I had post-traumatic stress symptoms mm -hmm. that I was reacting out of post-traumatic, Trauma, trauma for my past. Yeah. Um, I recognized that uh, I was in the restaurant industry my whole life. I still am in the restaurant industry and in, mm. in some capacities. And whenever a plate falls, I immediately run to pick it up. Yeah. I'm, it doesn't matter if it's my plate. It doesn't matter if it's your plate. I kick into what I call restaurant manager mode. Yeah. That is a form of yeah, post-traumatic post stress yes. so, and it's being in the restaurant industry my whole life. Yep. I am stressed out from being in the restaurant industry yeah. my entire life. It, and so, and I said it to somebody, I said, I have PTSD from being a restaurant manager my mm -hmm. whole life. And this guy said, um, don't negate, um, post-traumatic stress for soldiers. And I said, soldiers are not the only people with post-traumatic stress. Yeah. We have a whole, you know, we have this whole group of people and actually I have way deeper post-traumatic stress yeah. from sexual trauma from when I was a child. Oh, yeah. And I mean, never, so yeah. Oh, my God. That got yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. Um, no, I mean, that's the, re the fact that it is only highlighted with um, Army, people in, with involved in the Army is probably a reason why you see so much anxiety or depression or people having the outworkings of that when they grow up is because like for me as an African-American male growing up in the South, even though it's, you know, two in the two thousands, like I didn't realize how, in how many ways going to school that a school that was, you know, predominantly a certain race that wasn't mine and had us in, you know, it's American in its culture. I didn't realize how, how in the everyday rhythms of my life growing up, I was like a stranger in a foreign land. Yeah. And so to this day, it's almost like just being in this country in the South, I have PTSD minor just from that. Right. And similar, similar to your situation with restaurant um, deal is like, it's more than just dropping a plate. It's like, Oh my gosh, I dropped a plate. If I get fired, because of other situations in my life, dude, this, that can't happen. Right. And it's, 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 it's more than, you know, it's, it's more than just the dropping of the plate. It was you, the, the way you had to see yourself in the world. Yes. At that moment. Yes. And to where when you dropped the plate, it was like, yo, like I can't do that. But some people who probably looked the part or looked a certain way or acted a certain way or were in a different position than you in lifestyle or something, they drop a plate and it's like, oh, I mean, ah, I it's a fired, plate. You know, my dad's yeah. got, like right. we were talking about the camels the other time. Like, yes. I, you know, I can just go work for my dad or something, but it's like, for you, it's like, this is my life right, right now. Right. I can't drop plates. Right. And, um, and then those moments just build up and before you know it, you got PTS something. Something. Yeah. <laughs> so, Totally. Um, well, I want to dive into your PTSD. Let's yeah. talk about it. I want yeah. to know what happened. Yeah. So, um, whew. so 
like I said, like growing up, I always kind of felt like stranger in a foreign land, like just kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like the buildup, but I wouldn't, you know, everybody has that or most people. <coughs> um, but when I was 20, when I graduated college, I, I got, I was on my own living in Houston it was kind of kind of a wild time. I was living out in my car, and st- I was staying in someone's apartment on their couch, but all my stuff was in my car, so yeah. I didn't occupy space. And that was like three months, and I was about to get a <coughs> promotion at this place called um, Top Golf in their marketing department. Our and last guest, our last guest had uh, was Top Golf was part of their story. So oh no! Anyway. Yeah, shout out Top Golf. Hey, sponsor me. <laughs> sponsor this podcast. Yes, yes, sponsor <laughs> this podcast. Whoops, I got selfish for a second. It's hard out here for a rapper. Me too. Hey, listen, <laughs> you saw me go straight hey, to my thing. So. Sponsor us. Y'all got enough money. Sponsor both of us. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But yeah. So, and then I get a phone call in the dishwashing room. From my old church when I was in in Waco, when I was going to Baylor's church, Antioch. So you went to Baylor. That's yeah. Let's start there. So yeah, you were in yeah, college yeah. at Baylor, and then you went to Houston to work for Topgolf? Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I get a call from the church that I went to when I was at Baylor, and they're like, hey, man, we are sending six people overseas to into the refu- Syrian refugee crisis. Uh, basically, it was like... I don't want to say all expenses paid, but it was like, we'll, we'll pay for you to go and live there within our means. It could you let us know? And like, like we're leaving, we're, we're the flight leaves in 10 days. So can you let us know like ASAP? Right. And I'm like, I mean, I'm in a dishwashing den and I'm like, grease for three months, dishwashing den. And, ah, well, let me ask my boss. Yeah. Just because I wanted to be cordial. So I asked my boss, and he's like, you're an idiot if you don't take this opportunity. Right. And I was like, all right. Well, I got my boss's thumbs up. And and up to that point, like, in my spiritual walk, I had been in a place where it made sense. It was like, well, okay, this is why, you know, when you kind of, you feel like all signs are pointing a certain direction. But you're like, why? And so it felt that way for that. And so I was like, all right, I guess I have no excuse. Like, I'm out going to Greece. And so I go to this island uh, called Lesvos, and um, 2,000 refugees a day are coming onto this island from Turkey on a dinghy boat with, like, probably 80 to 100 people on these little dinghy boats across a chopping cold sea. They get to the shore of where we are, and they're rescued we have to rescue them off the boat. You know, if there's dead bodies, you just kind of deal. Wait, um, what? There were dead bodies with them? Uh, every There would be every now and then. We, luckily, I never came across an actual dead body. I came across people who were near that. Okay. Um, How many people went with you? How many people were on your five. mission? Five. Okay. Yeah. Any church leaders, or was there a leader in the group? Or uh, Yeah, there was church leaders. Okay. A lot of them. And so during that time, um, you, I just woke up a lot to what was 
real and what was fake because you you see people who were surgeons in their country and like well off before they got to you have their lives in a backpack and they're like trying to hand you tea because of the way their culture values hospitality even though they're like you need to feed them because they might die tomorrow. They or just something. came over on a raft in cold, they're choppy like, water. They're like grabbing tea from aid workers and give and trying to give it to people, and and while that's happening, you have people from other countries trying to take pictures of kids that are naked, and you got to swipe their camera. So I'm like taking tea from a guy who's soaking wet and freezing, and I should be helping him swiping a camera out the way from this baby. A, and then a woman like f- hears a loud noise and she's like a mom and she f- she starts fainting. We got to catch her before she hits the ground. That's like almost that's the situation every single day for three and a half months. Oh, my God. And I mean, not that exact, you know, it's right. not the same thing every time. But, but um, there's all those things happening on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. And then you go, you know. It was just a crazy dichotomy of you, you're on the shore, people, that's your situation. You go in the camps. I literally saw like a 60 year old man drug into the camp because he couldn't walk because he had his kids sitting on his legs all the way across the, the sea. And miraculously, I mean, I don't know if you can, you can edit this out if you want to, but all I could think to do was pray, and he ended up being able to walk, which was like that was cr- that was crazy for That's me awesome. to see. Why would we edit that out? I don't know. Because um, so, people don't like to talk about miracles. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, but that's what I saw, and that's what I I couldn't stop myself from choosing to pray. It wasn't like I was there to do that. It literally, UNHCR could have kicked me out of the camp. So you weren't so. there to pray. You weren't there to prophesize. You weren't there to share the gospel. Well, technically, that was the end goal. Like, but y'all were doing group. it through action. Y'all yeah. were doing it through aid. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. weren't like going in and being and like, "Here's your Bible track." Yeah, like we couldn't do that, or we would have got kicked <laughs> got out. Killed. Like, yeah, and got locked. Like, we 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 weren't supposed to do that. It was like illegal, and. So there, so there was lines we had to walk. There's like you know lines we had to make sure we we didn't cross. Um. So, anyway, that was my day in day out. I mean, there's probably like two outfits I was wearing. Like there was the camp outfit, the shore outfit, and the off day outfit in the city of this island, this Greece. Like you're like hanging out with Europeans all the time, and then you see refugees, you're hanging out with Middle Eastern people all the time who, before that trip, the whole, the news are is saying one thing about them, but you experience, like, man, all the Christians in my country talking about these Middle Eastern people, like, they're gonna, you know, like, they're treacherous, but they're more, they're challenging me in my hospitality. Right, right. So, Anyways, that that all that is happening like in my mind, in my head, and I'm seeing people. You know, I saw the I was in but I for the first time I was in between. I was the the deciding factor between like a lady like fainting, falling into sharp rocks, and like dying. And I think that moment marked me for the rest of my life. 
to the where whenever I see, I can't even hear people like you were talking about the broken plate. When I came back to America and saw, you know, I was working at UPS, like in between jobs. And I saw somebody's name, Middle Eastern name, Arabic. And I, I, my body just went into shock or not. I don't know if it was shock, but I froze and I like all the memories of people like fainting and riots and stuff like that just flooded my head. And that would happen for probably like on and off for one. Actually, up really up until to this day, if I'm around some a situation that's too much like it, like if I go to Magnolia on the wrong day. Yeah. And <laughs> like, Same. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's too many people that are in, to me, it's like, oh, all these people are in need. And my, my mind just, it. It shifts into that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've seen the Avengers, but. Like, you know, I haven't seen the event. Okay, dang it. But I know you have. It's like, there's this thing called the reality stone and it changes what it shifts, what's actually happening to another setting and what's real, what it changes reality in my head that happens. It's like, okay. Yeah. It goes from Magnolia to camp, refugee camp in my, in my psyche just kind of trips. That is such a good analogy. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good way to put it. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It, it's like layman's terms. These are This is PTSD for layman's. You know, mm-hmm. this is the simple way to put it. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I that's, mean. I hope I tapped into that well. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, I, I, I mean, I think that describes the PTSD bit perfectly. Because yeah. that's what happens for me, too. I yeah. go straight into how do I fix this? What I yeah. do? You know. And there was this third culture thing happening when I got back, that really made it super hard where, okay, my three, my three and a half months reality and now embedded reality in my head is every, we are the human race, not a bunch of races. 
and any at any moment, say something goes, pops off in America, bombs start flying everywhere, we lose our houses. If what was happening in Syria happened to me, I'm going to have my life in the backpack too. Right. You know? Right. It was like these people weren't, you know, like they weren't like home, the people homeless in my neighborhood have had 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 more than these people in these camps but at the same time these people in these camps at some point had way more than I'll ever have in my life right but a war changed everything in like a day for them yeah and I think we're so far removed from that that we never think about those yeah. scenarios. You know, I Absolutely. used to get real caught up in that too. I used to be a, a prepper, and um, and I mean, I'd go crazy. I'd go pull my kid out of school because I thought today was a day, and that mm. they were going to lock him inside the high school, and I wasn't going to be able to get him out. And so yeah. he had like all these tardies one year, or not tardies, but um, you know, where he hadn't been absentees yeah. because I'd went and pulled him out of school because I thought for sure they were coming. Yeah. Who I don't know who they is. But I fr- thought for sure yeah, they'd come, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know. Absolutely. So I get it. Yeah, so it's wild. It's, I mean, that's a totally tragic thing. That is, and it's terrible to, you know, it's horrible to think about the things that the Syrians are going through, and you know, bringing people that are untrained into that kind of situation. I can totally see why you would come home and have PTSD. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um. But we're past it. How yeah. far? How long ago was that? So that was. I mean, I still deal with it, but that trip was three and a half. So three and a half years ago, um, you was how long ago this trip was, and you're still having PTSD to this day about it. You can ask my fiance, like there were times I couldn't even go to, I couldn't go to small groups too long. I couldn't go to large crowds if I saw anything that had to do with refugees or like videos of what happened back in the slave days or anything like that, it, it just, it would build up and trigger me to where I'm literally there several times shaking, crying alone for a while. But then like when I, you know, God gifted me with Madison, like she would have to just hold me shaking, crying on the floor. I mean, this happened at mar- premarital counseling once, right? Yeah, dude. Right, right. It was right before the day before. We had something popped off, and I was literally shaking, crying on the floor. And the cry and shake usually comes from all this unfair stuff is happening to people, and I'm not there to at least help. Yeah. Or, or all this unfair stuff is like has happened to me and I can't change it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's like this weird, no one cares about all these unfair things or, but I do and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's really just a lack of control over the things you want to change that. Yeah. That it, that really does that to me, I guess. 
There's a multiple facets. Sure, but, of course yeah. there is. Yeah, and and I mean we're in a, we have a thirty minute podcast. We're not going to be able to dive into yeah. all the real yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. about it, but we want to touch base on these kind of things, yeah. and then also touch base on like so. There's been some time. There's been some tragedy, mm. yeah. um, and when you add those two things together, what you get is comedy, right? Yeah. Tragedy <laughs> plus time equals yeah. comedy, right? Absolutely. So. Tell me about something funny, man, that's in relation to this. Something yeah. that you kind of so, laugh about. Yeah, like, I think my sense of my my tolerance of morbid stuff, like, I don't get sad when people are about to die anymore. I don't know why. Right. Like, to the, it, like, when, like, death is like a, it's just a lighter topic now because, yeah. I don't know, you just, anything tragic or something like that it's it's more like a thing that happens than a tragedy to me right and so right the funny thing about that or like and sometimes not so good thing is um like i'll say stuff like oh well you know people are dying you know i can get over this and one time actually oh no i was around <laughs> my uh um fiance's dad and well Oh man, I was just thinking, not the in-laws, not the in-laws, not the in-laws, it was the in-laws. And, and yeah, somebody was dealing with a situation that, you know, where death was a sensitive topic and I was right next to them and I, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Well, people are dying. We're not. And I, it was like, to me, it's like a, it's like, oh, obviously, well, everyone's dying at some point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to, that's yeah. to, to me, but I forget to other people, like, dying may be, like, sensitive to them. To right. me, I came, I became so, I had to become so familiar with the reality that I am going to live beyond this skin I'm renting. Yeah. To where death no longer has a, not to be cliche, it literally doesn't sting me anymore. Right. It doesn't. I That's all the albums that or songs you've listened to yeah. that was me processing to this point of like my home and the home of these refugees and all that stuff is is now heaven and that's cool but sometimes it socially works itself out in an awkward way like right yes even even this morning literally this morning um they were talking about coronavirus at, at my the office i just rolled my eyes so hard oh my gosh and um, someone was saying like, oh, my kid was, was, he's such a good kid. He wanted, he was hoping his teacher didn't catch it so that they can keep going to school. And I was like, yeah, he is a pretty good kid. I kind of wish my accounting teacher was around when this was happening. <laughs> and I, in the whole office, Stop! I was like, they were like, they were, screw? they were, yeah, literally <laughs> like those, like, cart, yeah. like, like sitcoms or, you know, yeah. like Disney channel, like yes. something awkward happens and the whole thing goes silent literally that happened <laughs> i just i'm like man i you know i kind of wish my accounting teacher would have got it she was the worst no one laughed oh i i me and you man i'd have been on the ground laughing oh yeah i'd have been with you right like, there you know what i mean but yeah totally well just, and so there's other people in yeah. this world who have done something similar, who have helped someone as they were dying, have been a part of a group of missionaries. Cause I don't think we talk about this enough. Mm. I don't think we talk about missionary PTSD oh, and what huge. does that really mean? Yeah. I really want to talk about yeah, that. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so, but 
so what are you going to say? What can you say? You're kind of on the other side of this thing. Not yeah. completely, but you're, you lived. Yeah. You're alive. Yeah. And you made it through and you haven't hurt anybody. Um, so what do you have to say to them? What do you have to say to the missionary that's coming back and, you know, has to come back into this world where we value the Kardashians? Yeah. You know, like yeah. where so we don't even think the, about bombs. Here's the, the reality is. I almost, I think I've come to the point to where I don't yet. We can label people missionaries for strategy or logistics or whatever. Right. I don't think I personally don't think missionary is a real thing in God's eyes. I think like, I don't think there's some separation between a Christian and a missionary or a person and a, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think God's value system is, all right, I created you to go do stuff. Right. I think we do stuff after realizing he created us to be with us. Yeah. Period. That's good. That's super. Oh my God. What a relief, right? Yeah. That's so relieving. I I had to, I had to, I did so much like deconstruction of my like faith and what people told me and just was like, Bible, Bible, like what does this say like sorry it, oh no because we're fine like what one what or two customers is fine like I mean, what is true god like because i can't do fake anymore i can't right. live off of it i'm shaking crying every other night i can't right. do this right i can't live off of oh my god it's god's plan and like yeah uh, I mean, does I that burn your ch- that burns oh, I my hide i like i mean i, I can't hide. do it and i used to be that guy right me too i I think what I would say to the whole like missionary theory or whatever you want to call it is no matter where you are, what you're doing, what you don't do, the reality is I believe Jesus and I, you can test this if you want. I know it's true, whatever. Jesus died and rose again to redeem us, like deem again back to the original design, which was Walking in the cool of the day with God. Yeah. There was no mission in the garden. There was no church planning in the garden. Right. There was no, man, I got to ask these people to come to this and do this and make sure I'm checking these marks off in the garden. There was, what's up, God? Let's go. What are we doing? What's He wants our company, not our work. Yes. Oh, my God. You'll do stuff. You'll do stuff out of the overflow of that, but like out of the abundance and the love that you feel, yeah, 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 yeah totally. And it, I'm with you. But it's not your identity is not found in what you do. It's just not it. You and the world is waiting on us. They're waiting on something, some truth that says, "I." They're they're the world is looking for relationship revealed. They're looking for. People who are like super content no matter what they do. Why do you think YouTubers get famous? They're right. just doing what they, what they, who they're being who they are. Yeah. People are watching it and they're like, oh, that's dope. I oh, can be well, who yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> now there's like this, this huge thing because we're created to love who we are. Right. And, and cause God's obsessed with who we are. Not I mean, what and why we shouldn't do. he be? Look at us. Like we're freaking amazing. Are we great? Like to not think you're amazing is to say like, man, I mean, God makes, you know, he's, he's all right. He's not really that great because he made you. Right. So anyway, that's my, that's my thing on the whole missionary thing. Like, um, I, 
I can't believe that missionary is the optimum version of Christianity because I'm never going to be one. Right. I'm a music artist. I'm a creative. Yeah. I'm a businessman. Isn't that like, the opt? That's like the highest level, right? Is creativity is creating yeah, whatever it like, is that you create. You, create you know, like, I am able to create friendships and I'm able to create community yeah. and I'm able to create milkshakes. hundred <laughs> percent. And guess what? Like if you stop doing that, same the God is still God. Yeah. And he's with you. Yeah, totally. If you keep doing that, he's with you. Right. So, so then like, why does it matter what you do? Unless right. you go kill people. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like it should uh, be some... The last commandment, uh, the last and most important commandment. Yeah. Love God, love yourself as you love, or love others as you love yourself. 100%. Yeah. And so if you're loving, you're not killing people. Two you greatest know? like yeah. things. That's, totally. so anyway, that's my awesome. take on that. I'm Really, really glad you came today. I mean, yeah. this makes me super happy. Yeah. Like, Same. I love you. I, I've been waiting on a chance to talk about these things and with a person I'm comfortable being myself around. Hey, that's and me. So I appreciate I'm, this. A I'm lot. good at that. I'm good at creating community. Yeah. Remember, that's one yeah. of the things God gave me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it is. Cool. It is. Thanks for your time and for sharing your story. It's important. Yeah. Cool. Hopefully, it helps somebody out there. Like, you're not alone. Your you is enough. Yes. Just be you, man. It's good. Awesome. And go to therapy if you need it. <laughs> Real talk. Amen. I just started. It's cool. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. All right. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> Guys, thanks again for listening. You are amazing. The show is nothing without your support. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please hit the subscribe button and show us some love. My name is Summer Shine. You can find me on all the social meds or check out my website at summershinespeaks.com to hear more about what's going on in my world. A huge shout out to Rogue Media Network for all their time, love, and support. Wouldn't even be a thing without these guys. Make sure you check out their other shows and tune in again next week. A special thanks to Fish Hands for our theme music. If you like what you heard, please hop on over to Bandcamp and check out more from them. Remember, your story isn't over yet. You're still here for a reason. This tragedy is just one of the spaces in your life, and there is life on the other side. You'll make it out alive. You know how I know? I did. Peace out. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Central Texas Living has found a new home on the Rogue Media Network in a podcast. Join me each week as I talk to a new guest from our community that you may know or have always wanted to. We'll talk about exciting events, progress, changes in our little part of the world, and much more. And if you've got people you'd love to hear from on the podcast, just drop me a line at ann at roguemedianetwork.com. The show you've loved over the years on television is now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today and we'll see you next time on Central Texas Living. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcasts.